You are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Matt Williamson and Ryan McDowell. NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson host Locked On's Peacock and Williamson every Monday through Friday. Brian and Matt give you the national perspective all around the NFL, covering all the latest news and insight on every game, team, and move around the league. Get your picks, previews, and much more every weekday with the Peacock and Williamson podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Subscribe wherever you get your podcast. You know, that's like one of the best podcasts I've ever heard. They're really good. Welcome to the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan McDowell. You can follow me on Twitter at RyanMC23. Joining me, as always, that voice you just heard, Matt Williamson. Find Matt on Twitter at WilliamsonNFL. Matt, how's it going? It's going very, very well. How about you? I am good as well. This this podcast is not so bad either. Not know. so bad. <laughs> at least half half good. <laughs> Matt, yesterday we answered some listener questions. We had some good ones. We talked about the Bengals offense. We talked about some deep targets at wide receiver, especially uh, those rookies, uh, and and some quarterbacks, some two-quarterback strategy, who to to pair with Patrick Mahomes. We're going to hit it again today. We've got some more good questions, and we're going to go ahead and jump in right now. Here we go. First question comes from Ernie. Ernie says, where do you think Jalen Hurts is drafted in 2022 Superflex startup drafts? Matt, we, we did uh, a show recently. Uh, you, you mentioned one of your other podcasts, so I'll talk about one of my others. We, yeah, <laughs> we talked about Jalen Hurts over on the DLF Dynasty podcast a couple weeks ago, and I, I admitted there he's just been really the toughest uh, toughest decision for me to make all off season is what I think of Jalen Hurts, what I expect his future to be, and really how long his, how long of a of a runway he has here. I guess let's start with this. He's currently being drafted as the quarterback fourteen in Superflex Dynasty drafts. That, according to Dynasty League Football uh, ADP, that puts him just outside of the second round. First player drafted in round three. So that's where the current value is. And I, I said on, on the other podcast, I if you tell me that this time next year, Jalen Hurts is a top five dynasty quarterback and, and he picks up where he left off in, in week 16 and he averages 24 fantasy points a game, that would not not surprise me. I I could believe that he he put up uh, some major points, averaged over thirty fantasy points a game in those three starts he had, week fourteen through sixteen, uh, and even with a, a banged up offense um, there in Philadelphia. On the flip side, it, if you say Jalen Hurts flops, busts, the offense still kind of stinks. Devontae Smith is already hurt. Who knows what we get from Miles Sanders? Uh, maybe maybe Zach Ertz gets traded, and and they trade for Deshaun Watson, and that's kind of the end of Jalen Hurts. I could believe that as well. So the the value point that Hurts is at right now, I do think it's important to make a decision on him for dynasty players. I've just had a hard time doing it. What do you see here with Jalen Hurts? Here's my prediction of Jalen Hurts' next 365 days or so. And I feel pretty strong about it. And rarely do I go out on these limbs and predict the future, because most of the time you're wrong, obviously. Yeah. I'm, I, I'm glad you do. I, I need to hear this. Okay. 
I think that Eagles offense has a chance to be a lot better than people think. I mean, I think their offensive line can get back to being one of the better offensive lines in the league. Miles Sanders, Gainwell, Goddard, the young receivers. I don't think it's this awful offense that everyone thinks. And I think a lot of that really stems with the offensive line conversation. I mean, go look at snaps played on the Eagles offensive line the last two years. Massive revolving door. Their best guys, Brooks and Lane Johnson and Pro Bowlers, have been out over and over and over. So assuming some bit of health up front, then they drafted you know Dickerson out of Alabama to even and help it a little bit. I think the offense can be pretty good. I think Hertz will put up very good fantasy numbers this year. And I want him on my redraft leagues. I think he'll run a lot. He has no chance of getting benched. I mean, he's going to play a ton. There'll probably be some garbage time production late in games. Um, but that kind of leads me to, I still think the Eagles are 5-12 and 12 and in the market for a quarterback. And I think a year from now, Jalen Hurts will not be the Eagles starting quarterback. I mean, could he land somewhere else and get an opportunity like a like a Darnold or a Wentz or something like that, and the new team takes a chance on him, maybe. And I just don't think he's a good enough passer for the Eagles to ignore Watson, Rattler, whomever. I mean, there's going to be five tempting guys that I'm sure they'll look at as an upgrade and as the new face of the team. Last note, though, this Carson Wentz injury pretty much assures the Eagles that they will not be getting a third first-round pick, you know, from the the Colts because of Wentz playing time. They'll still have more draft capital than anybody in the league to go get whoever they want, but they took a that helped Hurts' cause a little bit for next year, I guess. Yeah, that's a good point. That is, that is not something I had really considered uh, as far as the Wentz impact. Um, I'm, I'm with you. Um, I, I said it's been tough for me to make a decision on Hertz. Ultimately, that that lack of conviction means I haven't been a buyer. He, I haven't mm-hmm. been uh, targeting him in, in startup drafts just because of the uncertainty. And, and I think that's probably where a lot of dynasty players are. That's why he's sitting outside of that QB1 range, uh, despite the the upside that we saw at the end of uh, at the end of last season and and Wentz moving on. Uh, which which was a boost to Hertz value at least uh, at least in the short term this off season. Uh, so it sounds like to to specifically answer Ernie's question, where do we think Jalen Hertz is drafted in twenty twenty two Superflex startups? You think he's drafted lower than he where he's being drafted now at, at that QB fourteen spot? I think he's like quarterback twenty eight. Maybe not even guaranteed a week one starter in 2022. Right. Jameis Winston is currently 28. So kind of that unknown, uncertain range. Yeah. That's fair. I mean, it's a weird comparison for dynasty value because their careers, their style of play, their age could not be any different. But Jalen Hurts and Tom Brady are kind of the same. You know, if you want them for this year and you're making a run, great. But after that, it's risky. Yeah, that that's a good point, and and so often we see, um, you know, we see these young players wherever they're wherever they're being valued in redraft. Assume it's much higher in dynasty because they're going to give us 
three years, five years, 10 years um, of, of value is the expectation. Hertz is, is the opposite of that. I mean, he's, he's 22 years old. He, uh, like I said, he gave us uh, a month of, of big numbers at the end of last season. And now he's the starter yet. We're not really valuing him like that because of that uncertainty and, and all the things that play into it, including uh, just just the overall passing ability and, and accuracy uh, and and this like this looming shadow of Deshaun Watson or yeah. whatever Philly does to to address this quarterback position. They're an aggressive organization. Yeah, I think he's I think he's lower this time next year and probably much lower. Good question. Thank you, Ernie, for that one. Matt, when we come back, we'll continue with some more listener questions. But first, let me tell you about Bet Online. Bet Online is the easiest and fastest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season's in full swing, and you can track all the action at Bet Online. Get the latest news, odds, and info for your sporting needs, including Major League Baseball, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC MMA action as well. Uh, before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for the runs for the playoff. Head to the website or use your mobile device, very easy, to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus. 50%. You're going to use our locked on, locked on promo code, locked on, all one word, all caps, 50% welcome bonus when you use the promo code locked on. Bet online, your online sports book experts. Matt, we are back. We've got another good one. Uh, this one comes from B. Sass, and he wants to know about a couple of veterans Travis Kelsey, Devontae Adams. When is the best time to sell those two players? You know, I mean, we always preach on here that if you want to sell these veterans, you've got to wait until the regular season. Yeah. And I definitely think that's true. So especially if you've waited this long into the offseason, we're we're almost there. We're a little over a month from uh, real NFL games, regular season games. So definitely wait until the regular season. But, Matt, in, in general, what's your outlook for these two players um, and – do you think you could really sell them at, at any time during the regular season? Or, or is there some kind of concern that would make you push that up? I think both these guys are sort of in the same, you know, uh, situation in terms of, I want to see what the, the rest of your dynasty team looks like if you have them both. Chances are, if you're both these guys, you're probably a contender. You must have somebody else on your team. You know, I mean. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. yeah. So, just in a in a vacuum, if you're saying, what's the best time to trade Kelsey or what's the best time to trade Adams, that's a lot different than I have both these guys and when's the best time to trade them both because your team's probably pretty good. Um, my original thought, before you mentioned that in-season thing, which is 100% true, I was going to say as a short answer, trade them right now. Trade them as soon as possible. I mean, are they only depreciating? I mean, you always taught me this, that at this time next year, are either of these guys going to be worth more than they are now? I can't even imagine that, even if they had a year as good as they did this past season. So my, you know, in a nutshell, and not knowing how your team operates or who else you have around these guys, you might have these two and a bunch of young guys and you're not a competitor. 
I would say right around your fantasy trade deadline is the best time to trade them, or week three, week four. I mean, they're going to be tearing it up, but if if you're in it to win it, then you just you know take their points, put some money in your pocket, and realize that they're not worth as much a year from now. But if you're not, then trade them soon for a lot. Yep. Yep, I agree. Devontae Adams, 28 years old, currently a top five dynasty wide receiver with so much youth at that position. I'm I'm with you. I, I see really no way that he can uh, maintain that value into his age 29 season a year from now. Travis Kelsey, 31 years old. He's the tight end one, and he's already uh, he's already breaking those trends. He's by far the most valuable 30-plus tight end that we've ever seen. Uh, So this is, you know, everything we have from here on is is kind of setting a a new line. But still, again, with with Pitts behind him, I mean, even George Kittle is four years younger, Waller is three years younger, and then you get into the the other tier of Hawkinson, Andrews, Fant, etc. I can't. I can't see how Travis Kelsey is still the tight end one or, or really even a top two or three tight end a year from now. So I agree. I would sell them both uh, this season, this coming season, mm-hmm. uh, unless you're, you are that contender. And Matt, like you said, if you've got them both, it's hard to, it's hard to see how you wouldn't be. But if these are the only two pieces uh, that you've really got, you want to move them, wait until the regular season. I mean, there's always there's always the risk of injury with, with either player. Both of these guys have been uh, quite healthy, especially over the past three to four years. So not necessarily an injury concern, but just just that risk. Because if you keep them, if you do keep them until your trade deadline, like you mentioned, Matt, and in, in week eight or nine, you know, somebody – Blows out a knee. I mean, we hate to even think about that, but Happy now their value is now their value is gone. Yeah, right. right. Uh, now, now they're twenty eight or twenty nine or thirty one or thirty two, and they're out for a year. And they can't help um, the team. You're, you can't help anybody win anything. Right. Yeah. Right. Not. Yeah. I, I said their value's gone. That's not fair. Obviously, they would would still have. Uh, their still have plenty of value's gone. Right. Right. Uh, that's. More specifically, the the way to say it there, but obviously they would they would lose quite a bit of value and and lose um, lose the appeal to so many teams. You know, when you're trying to move those veterans, you've only got a handful of teams at best who might want them because you've got teams rebuilding, uh, you've got teams who might be just uh, afraid to acquire veterans like that, even if they are contending. So you're your shopping options are going to be limited already when you're trying to move players like this. And, you know, if if you're listening to this, if you've got Kelsey or Adams or somebody like that on your team, you can probably think in your league right now, who would be interested in these players? Who could I move them? uh, Who could I move them to? And who could I move them for? I don't know about you, but the B sauce that asked us this question, I'm sitting here thinking, I hope his team is like, Javante Williams and mm. Elijah Moore and all these young dudes, and you have just these two true starters. What a foundation you could have for a rebuild. Yeah, yeah, and you you can get more. You can get more young pieces mm-hmm. for Kelsey and Adams for sure. I mean, as always, the, the real lesson here is just stay active uh, in your trade market, in your league. You know, have those have those lines of communication open. 
keep talking with your league mates and, and you'll find a deal for those guys. Matt, when we come back, we'll finish up with a couple more listener questions. Folks, I want to take a minute here to tell you guys about Built Bar. They've been a really great sponsor and ally here to the entire Locked On Network and to my family as well. My son's 14. He's really into lifting weights now and working out. He just crushes Built Bars as soon as they pretty much walk in the door. Um, my wife is kind of a chocolate connoisseur, and she's real picky about the, you know, in these bars. Some of the chocolate you get on the outside is really waxy. Not the case at all with Built Bar. And there's 18 amazing flavors, including six new flavors, caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcotta, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, apple almond crisp to go around, to go with the original 12 flavors. Uh, they're great for the health conscious guy or woman. Um, you lose weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Um, some of these, all these bars have a little bit different qualifications, but let's just pick one out of the air here. Peanut butter has 19 grams of protein, 180 calories, only five grams of sugars and five grams of net carbs. Um, how about cookies and cream only has 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories, four grams of sugar, four grams of net carbs. And that's what you get with all these, which is unbelievable. So go to builtbar.com, use our promo code locked 15. That's locked one, five, all one word. And you get 15% off your next order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Betting on the NFL doesn't have to be a guessing game. If you listen to the new Locked on Bets podcast, hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get your podcast. We've got a couple more questions to finish up with here, Matt. This one comes from Daniel. Does a league being a 10-team league instead of 12-team change anything about how you draft a Superflex startup? Great question from Daniel. We talk, uh, you know, we talk often on here about these team-specific or league-specific situations, and and uh, we don't say it often enough. When we talk about these, even if it's trade value of a player, we're typically talking about 12-team PPR leagues. If we are talking super flex, we, we do normally uh, point that out, but uh, great question and a good reminder from Daniel that there's, there's plenty of leagues out there that are not 12-teamers. So, Matt, if you're in a smaller league, a 10-team league, would that change anything about how you're drafting a Superflex uh, startup, specifically about the quarterback position? I think that's that's really where some changes might occur. Yeah, I, I think this is a little more up your alley than mine, but my initial thought without question is I would be a lot more open to waiting on quarterback than I would have in a 12-teamer. You know, I mean... Uh, I can live with the, you know, we mentioned him yesterday, the the Derek Carr, you probably get two rounds later now. You know, the, the quarterbacks 15 to 22-ish, you know, that you can start and be fine, that are NFL starting caliber players, the Cousins, the Cars, those type of guys that aren't going to get scooped up nearly as fast. I think you can be a little more patient with quarterback. Yeah, I totally agree uh, that you can. Um, I, I also I still like I still like hammering the quarterback position, getting mm-hmm. two of those those studs if you can, uh, because now you're you're just putting 
other teams in a in a bad spot. This is true in ten team or twelve team leagues, right, or, right. or really, really, really true no matter the number of uh, the number of teams. But um, if you if you can make one or two teams start two guys outside of the top fifteen or eighteen, um, you know, 15, maybe even fifteen or twenty if you're talking again about twelve teamers, then you you've got a big advantage over those teams on a weekly basis. So. Uh, I, I definitely get why you you would say that, that you could be a little more flexible, uh, maybe wait a little bit longer, push it a little bit longer. Personally, I would not. I would still, I would still get my two quarterbacks very early uh, and, and make other teams chase from there on. Would you be more or less likely to grab a third one and really put the screws to your league mates with 10 versus 12 or no different? Um. No different for me. I do that anyway. Uh, yeah, I know you do. I right. mean, I might, right? I might draft a third quarterback before I draft um, a first wide receiver, possibly, or or mm. certainly before I draft a tight end. Three of your top seven picks could be quarterbacks. Oh, definitely Almost would be definitely, quarterbacks. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yep. For sure. One more question from John. It's a simple one. Who's the pass catcher to own in Miami? Let's take a look at the. Dolphins depth chart here, Matt. Uh, of course, Miami added uh, added Will Fuller in free agency this offseason, drafted Jalen Waddell with an early first-round pick. They've still got Devontae Parker. They've got Preston Williams coming back from that injury. Uh, and then it's mostly depth pieces. Lynn Bowden, Jakeem Grant, Albert Wilson, Isaiah Ford. Seems like, uh, other, other than Bowden, the, the rookie from last year, it seems like They've had those those wide receivers on their team for for a decade now. Uh, also, tight end Mike Gesicki is there, and, and they've got a few tight ends. I think they all have COVID right now, uh, <laughs> including Long from Boston College, who I like. Yeah, true. Long is Long is the exception. No COVID for him might be might be good news for uh, this early part of camp that he gets some work with with the first team. Who do you want on this team for this year? and long-term when it comes to the pass catchers, Matt? I think it's a really hard question, and I don't have a great, strong response for it. But if we're shopping and you're looking at all the price tags, the two guys that I would target most would be Gasecki, who, you know, after adding Fuller and uh, Waddle, his stock has dropped a little, but I think to no fault of his own, he didn't become a lesser pass catcher. And then you know it takes tight ends a couple of years to develop, and there's a lot of receiving ability there. But I really think the bargain and is, is Devontae Parker. I, I think he's kind of out of sight, out of mind. No one talks about him. I think you could start him every week and be okay, and you're paying much less for that than than that for him. Yeah, Parker's not a player that I've really ever been a huge fan of, but I agree. I think these these additions that they've they've made this offseason have probably pushed Parker a little too far down the list. We talked about this a little bit with with Tyler Boyd yesterday. It's it's kind of a, a similar situation that that veteran that doesn't necessarily have the ceiling of his teammates. I mean, you think Will Fuller, you think Jalen Waddell, and that they're both going to make these these huge athletic plays. They're going to be um, kind of highlight real wide receivers. Devontae yeah. Parker is, is not really that, neither, neither is 
is Tyler Boyd. I like the discount on Parker. Um, really, I, I like I like all three of these wide receivers, Parker, Fuller, and Waddle. I, I think they're all underpriced in Dynasty right now. I think Parker doesn't mean he's going to be the number one uh, fantasy receiver when it's all said and done for points, but I bet he catches the most passes in Miami this year. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I've, I've got to ask you, for your, your unbiased opinion. I don't think I'll like it, but I'm going to ask you. With these additions here, my guy Lynn Bowden is is in trouble, right? No no oh, real hope for him. I think he's a returner slash gadget guy. Um, I think he's in trouble, yeah. Yeah, yeah tough, to see, uh, tough to see him returning much value or really – even seeing the field on offense too much. Yeah, I mean, Preston Williams is still there, as you mentioned before, and he's uh, not that long ago. I was kind of high on him. Yeah, he's kind of been forgotten as well. Yeah, yeah. Matt, that will do it for today's show. Please make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. Remember to follow the show at Locked On Dynasty. You can follow Matt at Williamson NFL, and I'm Ryan MC23. We'll be back next time with more Locked On Dynasty.